Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. To Sawbones, a medical tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, I was okay? under the table. I missed your applause. Is it about? How about equal with how mine was? Exactly or? the same. Exactly. It was exactly the yep. same. Excellent. Well, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> me too. You. Um, welcome to Seattle. That's weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we love to come back to Seattle. Our family comes back to Seattle a lot, I feel. Yeah, like. we're here a lot. It seems like it's like a second. It's our vacation home in the Cloudyville. <laughs> Um, we love Seattle so much that this morning, uh, after we got up, our daughter, Charlie, climbed up into the windowsill and stood there and looked out over the city and said, hello, Portland. It's very good. Just apropos of nothing, just where, where did you say we were? So we usually like to theme our episodes to the area that we're in, uh, Seattle. But uh, we've been to Seattle so many times that we're kind of out of things, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm sure there are more, but then Justin had a whole other, he said, well, we're going to Seattle, but we're also going to PodCon. Maybe there's a connection there. And I'm going to let you explain It's not that. Sydney said she was going to let me explain. It's not a long chain. I just thought PodCon, podcasts go in your, okay, PodCon is about podcasts. And podcasts go in your ear, so maybe an ear thing. It's not a long trip. Just so ear he stuff. said an, an ear thing, and I said, hey, you know, uh, we just got a, like, a, there was a tweet, I think, the other day about how we should look into auriculotherapy. I wonder if that would be a good topic. And I'm guessing you all don't know much about it because nobody got excited. <laughs> that's very good. No, that's ideal. Justin, what do you know about auriculotherapy? Well, Sydney, I mean, do you want me to be honest? Because you kind of told me a little bit, or should I lie? Well, well we always edit this part out. <laughs> no, just kidding. Normally, she doesn't tell me about stuff. Okay. Yeah. I know a little bit about it. Okay. It has to do with the ear. Ear stuff is involved. Therapy. Ear therapy. Ear therapy. I mean, that's that's what the, that's in the word, right? Auriculo, yeah. meaning of or pertaining to the ear 
area in the Latin, in the original Latin. Ear area. So auriculotherapy is considered an alternative medicine, which it's similar in some respects, I would say, to acupuncture. And then I would also say it's similar to reflexology, except it's the ear. So it's basically a a therapeutic uh, procedure whereby you poke or burn or squeeze or apply some sort of electrical current to various parts of the ear that correspond with all the other parts of your body. So if you have a problem in your knee, you just like squeeze this part of your ear and... It's the same. I mean, it's it's the the same. same. Uh, so I had never heard of this. I've heard because reflexology is sort of like the same idea, but with the feet. Like it's like do it with fo- the feet. reflexology is foot massage with rules and charts, basically. <laughs> and this is like ear massage, except it sounds less pleasant because you do a lot of other, I would think, more painful things to the ear as part of it. The original attempts at it, you, like its origin, was probably with acupuncture, which with ear acupuncture, which is done. Um, but then it, it kind of goes astray. It goes off on its own little tangent, which is <laughs> where Sawbones lives on these tangents. Uh, it, so it's, like I said, its origins are quite ancient. Um, and it was originally based on the same ideas that acupuncture is based on. So the body has meridians, like these pathways through which energy can flow. And these are ideas that don't always sync up as well with like, Western medicine and our idea of like what causes disease and what treatments are and that kind of thing. Um, the, nice, the nice way of putting it. Well, I'm, I'm just saying like most of us don't treat based on like energy, energy, right? The flow of energy, flow of energy, right? Like acupuncture is auriculotherapy was like, there were scattered attempts throughout history to kind of make it into its own thing. Like for instance, <laughs> one of the reasons, one of the like kind of, folklore behind why a sailor might get a bunch of earrings is that it supposedly improved your vision to pierce your ears. I didn't even know that. Wow. This is, I'm already learning like so much from this episode. Uh, In ancient Egypt, sometimes you could like burn or pierce a certain part of your ear if you wanted to like prevent pregnancy. Wow. This is like very potent stuff we're playing around here with, Sid. Well, no, I mean, it didn't work. I'm just you saying said like it, it. you just clearly said in ancient Egypt <laughs> that would work. You, so I don't know. You might try this. It might try that in ancient Egypt, and maybe mm-hmm. it would be more effective because of I don't know the time period. Is it a faith thing? No, I mean again, like, is it what? Are you asking me what it really is? No, no, no. Keep <laughs> going. What it really is is it doesn't work, but. <laughs> what it, <laughs> The theories behind it are that there are parts of your ear that for some reason are connected, either believe you could believe through energy or as I'm going to get into, there were some more like sophisticated embryologic origin theories. Whoa. Uh, But we'll get there. Uh, There was also uh, Hippocrates said, if you want to, (laughs) you can bleed someone behind their ear. So like make a cut behind their ear and bleed them there specifically to improve their erections. Wait, and, if you want and, to? And their, and their ejaculations will be stronger if you bleed them behind the ear. Uh, why? 
I mean, Hippocrates, man. <laughs> yeah, you can't just throw Hippocrates on the bus like that. Uh, one of my favorite, because these are all just like these little snippets throughout history where somebody was like, let's try that ear thing again. No? Okay. No, Something still else. All right. In one of the little, like, I guess you could call it a case report, although I don't think these qualify as like medical literature as case reports. Uh, one of the anecdotes, if you will, is in 1810, there was this professor, professor in Italy who reported that he observed that a man who was stung by a bee on the ear was immediately relieved of all leg pain. And so the thought was, if people could just get like needles poked in their ear, then leg pain vanishes. And so this actually, for quite a while, auriculotherapy was applied mainly for leg pain. Sciatica, I found this again and again. People would come in and be like, ah, oh, I have back pain or leg pain, I have sciatica, and they'd be like, no problem. Oh. Now what hurts oh. most? <laughs> Now, what's the most painful thing on you? Um, my ear? Hey, we did it. <laughs> so in the 1800s, it became sort of popular to use this for, uh, specifically for sciatica, and then also for toothaches, for whatever reason. Toothaches were a very popular use. But again, these were real scattered. It was really, it took about 100 years of this kind of scattered use before the doctor who I think you could consider like the father of modern auriculotherapy, Dr. Paul Nogier, saw these healers in southeast France using a, a type of auriculotherapy. He observed that a lot of people in the community had a very specific burn uh, on the back of their ear. And he started asking, like, I've seen a lot of people with this burn. What's the deal? And it turned out that there were healers in the community who were burning a very specific part of the ear for back pain. And he was so intrigued by this that he, he took this information back and he studied it for like six years and he came out with the idea that the whole ear corresponds to the human body and it's really easy, you can visualize this. If you wanna know what part of the ear to poke to fix different parts of your body, all you have to do, and he published this drawing, by the way, I, I wish I had this original journal with this published drawing, of a human fetus superimposed on an ear. So just think about the ear. Think about the ear. <laughs> Picture a fetus. Picture <laughs> like a, a fetus. You know, like upside down, like head down, ready to go, like full term, you know, like Like a fetus, up. folks, come on. You know. Work with us. All curled up and then just kind of superimpose it on an ear and you can kind of see it, right? Like it okay, kinda... I'm gonna look dead ahead. You can kind of indicate sort of where on my ear we're talking about. Is this gonna, oh, uh, maybe, this will work. There, okay. So like the head would be here. <laughs> and then you'd get like the spine curling around here and you got like the butt. Oh my God, my ASMR is like going crazy right now. This is gonna be the next 20 minutes of the show. I feel so pampered and cared for. You got like the knees. Personal like attention, ahoy. The hand, are, the hands for some reason kind of go like this. There's gotta be more, Sydney. <laughs> this is so chill. But with this in mind, it would be as simple as like, let's see, there's the spine. So like, does your back hurt? Yes, you better keep going. <laughs> How, how does it feel now? 
bet worse. <laughs> it was I was about to say better and you let go. So now it's worse. I'm sorry. So you know that's kind of a bad thing to make up because normally you would need to go to school like for reflexology it's all higgledy piggledy <laughs> along the foot in different areas but this is just very easy bottom of the ear baby head up here the the butt up at the top of your ear the butt it's e or feet butt or feet it's easy it's one chart you don't need to go to school for that it was really i looked up this picture i had to see this for myself because i read the description of like just this superimposed fetus on an ear and i thought well it can't be that simple because when he when he published this people got really excited like the medical community went oh yes oh this is excellent <laughs> i love this this is so simple it must be true and it if you look it really is that simple it's a picture of a fetus on an ear and everybody went bravo <laughs> paul Paul, you knocked it out of the park. So everybody found out about this, about auriculotherapy, and got really excited and thought, you know, we need to figure out how this works. Because he didn't really, he didn't propose necessarily all of the mechanisms by which this was possible. It was kind of like, we've established this works. Now let's go back and come up with a reason why. Which isn't typically... <laughs> how we do things, but so everybody started trying to figure out like, well, a lot, of the, a lot of the doctors who were studying it in like Europe and in the United States were saying, well, we don't, we don't really have that concept of the flow of energy, so that doesn't fit into our medical paradigm. So we need to come up with some other reason. So they started doing all these studies where they like, they biopsied parts of the ear to see like, are there secret structures that maybe we have in our ear? that we don't know about. Is it where they're? No. Um, <laughs> they tried that. They tried measuring like the electrical resistance of different parts of the ear. And this is, stuff like this has been done with acupuncture, in case you're interested. They're, they're very similar kind of studies. So they tried to measure the electrical resistance. Is there something different about certain parts of the ear that we don't understand? They tried to apply functional MRI. So they were like, okay, we're gonna put you in an MRI machine and then we're gonna poke your ear <laughs> and they're gonna look for other parts of your body to light oh. up. Just and when then, you think MRIs couldn't be less fun, <laughs> there comes ear poking. And then, they're, then they were like, we'll try it the other way. We'll poke your foot and see if your ear lights up. <laughs> like, you know, like that operation guy. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dr. Nogier had his own kind of method that he was arguing, I know it works. I, don't, I still can't tell you why, but I have new evidence <laughs> as, to how, as, to, as to the fact that it does work. I have new evidence to present. So he invented a method of testing auriculotherapy, which he also kind of, he didn't invent, but he rejuvenated. His method was called the vascular autonomic signal, or the VAS. And what this is, is he would poke your ear with one hand, and then take your pulse with the other. And he could sense very slight, subtle changes in your pulse that no other doctors could detect. Whoa, it's a pretty valuable skill. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and this, was, this was part of the problem, is he started doing this to people, where he'd be like, watch, I'll show you that it works. And he'd grab their ear, and give me your hand, and he'd oh my feel gosh. their pulse here, and he'd go, ah. The problem's in your butt. 
And <laughs> Would you I mean, say that's accurate? That's weird. You're right. It is. Yes. Yes, like all McElroy men. Um, <laughs> the problem does happen to be in my butt, Sid. <laughs> a lot of planes lately. <laughs> a lot of time zones. Now, a lot of booze. <laughs> now the the thing. Not a lot of vegetables. <laughs> that's your that's your own problem, man. You have gotten like no cookie points on this trip. None. True. None. So the problem. I ate small, very small potatoes yesterday, like the red ones. Is that anything? They're very small. They were very small and they looked very rustic. This is nothing. <laughs> it seems like at that level of rusticity, there should be some vitamins involved. Was my instinct upon I got three of them and I thought there's certainly some vitamins in here. You, you say this and I'm a doctor and then people hold me accountable because these are your ideas about nutrition. <laughs> it's not fair. I give him green things. I show him where they are. The cheese ravioli was bad. <laughs> I knew that. I'm just saying I knew that. Okay, back to... Back to this, back if to this. If there was point. a sauce, a cheese sauce for it, you know what I said? It was so good, you know what I said to the other people there? Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I was like, hey, Roman Mars, this sauce is so good, it's Besha melting my heart. That's what I said to him. And he was what like. Did, what did he say to you? As somebody who's an expert in the built world, I want you to know that was the finest joke ever built. <laughs> I want to tell you that you're the <laughs> new king of podcasts. And you're such an inspiration to me because of the great joke about cheese sauce. It reminds me of how elevators, you know, <laughs> how they do their thing. Did you ever stop to think about that? Because I know the names of everybody that made up elevators. <laughs> Let me tell you them. Ro uh, Roman is a partner. We work on a podcast called Smart Stuff. Uh, so he doesn't, we go back and forth like this. He knows he's a cat bird with a wire tail, folks. He doesn't mind us at all. He <laughs> loves a good-natured ribbing about the built world. Do you want to hear about this auriculotherapy some more? Yeah, 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 I'd love to. Okay. I just got, yeah, a little bit of a tangent, huh? Sorry about that. <laughs> you went on another podcast, I think. It's, I mean, it's PodCon. It's going to happen, I think. If it's going to happen somewhere. Podcast, podcast, in podcast, in podcast. The layers between the realities are very thin. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that... no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette 
that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got at two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. So he, so he started proposing this way of, of testing whether or not this works by indicated by the radial pulse. And... The problem with it is that it was, as he told people, this is an incredibly difficult technique to master. You have to practice for years and years and years, and not, some people can never master it. So it was incredibly difficult to learn, and it was also really difficult to teach because you're like, here, feel. Do you feel it? No. Feel again. Do you feel it? No. Feel again. <laughs> I don't know. It's there. <laughs> I would tell you. And so this was his argument. All these other researchers who did all those other experiments that I mentioned it just kind of said, we don't really find anything. Like, we don't, we didn't see anything new, any new structures that, like, carry secret pathways of energy or anything that we couldn't find anything physical. Uh, we, you know, did the functional MRI thing, and it, it just, like, stuff just lit up all over the place. Nothing connected to anything. Nothing was consistent. Nothing could be reproduced. We did, they did do the the thing where they measure the electrical resistance on different parts of the skin to see like, is there a difference between one of the pressure points, one of the points that correspond to a body part, and then just like a random place. And there, there was a difference, but like it wasn't consistent. It was like, well, that is stronger, but so is that one, and that's not a point. And that one has nothing, but 
that one has nothing too, and it's nothing. It, it was just nothing was consistent. But they did know that, like, you know, some parts do have more electrical resistance than others. What could this mean? And Nogier came back with the argument that, like, we haven't discovered all of the points yet. Ah, there's more There's point. secret points. There's satellite points. There are emerging points that are, as of yet, not fully matured as points. So there might be 2,000. We don't know. You can't test this. That's a weird, if you believe in either God and Jesus or evolution, both make that a buck wild thing to be there. That is like such, I don't care where you fall on the spectrum, whatever you think made the things, I very much doubt it's like, and finally, there's 2,000 buttons in the ear that do a wide variety of wild things. And I'm curious if they'll find it because it, it is really good. But there are a lot of them, folks. It's like the Wonkavator up there. <laughs> the only study that supported it at all is they somehow they tried it on rabbits to see if, like, they could measure if they could help Those a rabbit. Those ears are huge. That's 4,000 points. <laughs> if they could poke its ear and, like, make it feel good somehow. I, I, and I was reading this, and I kept reading this study and, like, looking at what they did and going, what? How? What? Where? I, like, I couldn't even figure. But at the end of it, they were like, I don't know. The rabbits seemed to like it when we poked their ears. <laughs> Maybe he's on to something. So that was the only study that was kind of like supportive. Like, well, we did that to those bunnies. Rabbits are just stoked to have your attention in a way that doesn't involve pulling them out of hats. <laughs> They're just trying to make the rabbits feel really good. Just chill out, rabbit. So after all of the, after this publication and all of these studies and then this one rabbit study that was sort of like, ah, maybe, we don't know. Uh, people got really interested and started using these ideas and kind of expanding on them. And I always love when I see these kind of pseudoscience-y concepts then get taken to the next level and the next level because they don't really have a, a, they're on shaky ground to begin with and then the house of cards that gets built upon them. So anyway, part of Nogier's work was the idea that the body is responsive to seven frequencies. And these frequencies can change the function of your body in, because they're like vibrations and we're mostly water, so water vibrates. Yeah. So it's that simple. You just have to know the right frequency to fix a different part of your body. And the easiest way to do this, as we'll, as we'll get to, is to apply that frequency to the ear. So you just like vibrate the ear at a certain frequency at the place where the problem is. And, and like an example is frequency A helps with wound healing. So if you vibrate the ear at the, I don't know, at the shoulder at frequency A, then you could fix a cut on your shoulder. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Beep, beep, beep. False. False. It's important to remember frequency A because it also helps with tumors. Uh-huh. So either. I bet it doesn't, though. Now, this is all very legitimate, right? We're all vibrations. We're all energy. The secret tells us that it's, it, folks, it's just sit down. It's the law of attraction. Okay, hold on. I have a whiteboard here. <clears throat> what you want, the secret is 
what is the secret? Let me go back. That's the secret, folks. Law of attraction. Vibrate it into the world. Cure the tumor in your shoulder. Ask the universe to heal you. That's what I'm saying. Is Vibration. that what the secret is about? That, in short, is the secret. Um, law of attraction. Like attracts like. Vibration. <laughs> it's energy. So. It's not McDonald's, folks. You can't just go up to the universe and say, hey, I want a cheeseburger. You have to tell the universe you're hungry and the universe will feed you cheeseburgers. <laughs> you're going to attract what you're a vibrational okay. match for. Soon. Universe, please do not feed my husband any more cheeseburgers. <laughs> please feed him some vegetables. Doesn't work He like needs that. the roughage. The, the, universe, the universe is not a gift registry, Sydney. You can't order up vibrations for me. It's very personal. So, so like I said, there was, there was frequency A. There, there, some more examples. Frequency D is really good for stress. So if you're stressed, which I guess that wouldn't be like a body, like maybe the whole ear. Just vibrate your entire ear at frequency D, and then you'll feel less stressed. Um, G is the universal frequency, which I found very convenient that you could use it for anything. It also made me wonder why the other frequency Yeah, why waste exists? it at the time? Because you just use this one. And then specifically, F is really good for dogs. I don't know what. I was like, for what for dogs? Anything. <laughs> Anything for dogs. Just vibrate a dog's ear with the frequency of F. <laughs> Vibrate your dog. I'm assuming not like this. <laughs> and they're fine. Fix my dog. So. <laughs> and by the way, you may be wondering, are there products that I could purchase to help me in these efforts? Certainly not. Of course there are. They're like pressure feelers and color filters. <laughs> Wait, what? And What's auriculotherapy point detectors. Nice. All these different ways of like looking at the ear and like finding like there's, I see the point is here and there's the problem. And, and then there's ways for treatment too. And they're mainly like electrical devices that you're like, okay, here, vibrate. <laughs> or electrocute, here. Ah. <laughs> Shock. Don't do that, physicians. Americans' no. physicians. Come there, on. Some of these are hundreds of dollars. Of course. What? Of They're going to cut you a deal on curing your tumors? What the most, my favorite application of these frequencies, though, because this is, this is one thing, so I'm going to vibrate your ear. Okay. Uh, the best for me was a Dr. Emoto who took these frequencies that Nojir had discovered and he started using them to vibrate water. And then he observed the water to see what kind of crystals were forming as he vibrated the water at different frequencies. And then in response to different things like music and phrases. And I thought so, you were gonna say Frasier. <laughs> maybe Frasier, I don't know. <laughs> but he started sending these vibrations into samples of water and like arguing that if you send a sample of water some sort of like loving message if you like look at the water and say love and gratitude then it and then freeze it then you'll form all these beautiful snowflake like lovely patterns of water of ice and that if you and he found the same thing when he played amazing grace to the cup of water so if you hold up a cup of water and you're like 
Hey, baby, I hear the blues. <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. You're gonna get like a very and then freeze it, and you're gonna see beautiful, distinguished, urbane, structures. witty <laughs> structures and crystals. Uh, he he argued that on the other hand, if you if you say mean things to the water, if you look at the water and you're like, I hate you, water. Hey baby, I hear the bloods are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. He specifically said. Heavy metal music is really bad for water. <laughs> and that it would, it would create these, as they were described, like demonic images. <laughs> when you play heavy metal music at water and then freeze it, it's very scary looking. It was the same as if you look at water and yell, you fool, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> You have to picture like like these scientists in like lab coats, <laughs> and they're in a lab. Like you walk in, you're like touring like a research facility. And there's this one doctor who's standing there with a cup of water. You fool! You fool! Freeze it! Freeze it! <laughs> Freeze it! That's good. I put a lot of stink in that one. So <laughs> that sounds like nothing. I've heard we've heard a lot of things that sound like nothing. Staring at crystals that have been scolded. And trying to find devil faces. That sounds like more nothing than usual. Now, from this, this because that was like, okay, so we, we have decided that water responds to vibrations by forming pictures, I guess by communicating with us, like, don't yell at me. Here's a demon face. What, what do we do with this in terms of medicine? I, I have to imagine at some point somebody went, and? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the idea is that if you then apply any of these pleasant frequencies, either the Nojira frequencies or this positive music or whatever, to the water, that the water will hold the memory of the vibration, and then you can drink the water, and it will heal you. <laughs> and what's, what's wild... <laughs> What's wild is that I read this. Don't say it works. I will quit the show. No, no. Don't say it works. I'll quit. No, it doesn't work. No, but I, I read this, and I thought, I've heard this before. And then I remembered, I was on my way back from a medical conference when I was a student, and I was riding in, like, the, the hotel shuttle back to the airport, and my friend and I, also a medical student, this guy said, so what are you ladies been doing in the city? And we were, like, we were at a medical conference, and he was like, oh, let me tell you about vibrational water. <laughs> and the entire way to the airport, this guy told me about how he cured himself of something by placing vibrational water under his tongue. And you were trapped in the car when he was- uh, The entire way. And this like- is the, This is your origin story, I feel <laughs> like. This is like, at the, like the, at the end of it, you just like, your, your almost lifeless body fell out of the back and the- you had to be rescued by monks that took you to medical school and brought you back to health. It was, I, I still remember it because I remember I was just thinking like, just be nice, just be nice, be pleasant. Oh, mm, okay, that's mm, interesting, yeah. And it was all the like, you'll never learn this in school. <laughs> Listen to me, those crooks won't teach you this stuff. And, and I remember at one point saying, so do you make it or do you have to buy it? <laughs> And he said, oh, you can't make this. You can't, I don't have that kind of technology. 
Which, like, wouldn't it just take, like, a tuning fork and, like, a cup? I mean, anyway, I don't have that technology. I have to purchase it. It's worth every penny. And all I thought was, oh, oh, you poor guy. How much water, how much money? And he was showing me it was a bottle, like, a little teeny with a dropper. So this is still a, this is still a thing. I just thought this was interesting. This is still a thing. It, were, if, you, if that happened to you now, would you, like, say something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was still in medical school. I was terrified. And I was just thinking, like, please get me to the airport. <laughs> please just let me get to the airport. Um, the only other concept that I thought worth mentioning that was born of auriculotherapy and Dr. Nogier's teachings uh, was the idea, and this was based on that pulse thing that I mentioned, that you could also detect food allergies this way. And that there were a lot of people who have secret food allergies that don't know about it, which, to be fair, you could have food insensitivities you don't know about. That's not, that's not like a wild belief. A lot of people do. But his theory was that most disease is probably related to a secret food allergy that you don't know about yes. because you eat the food and you don't get the symptoms for several months. So there's no way you could ever connect the two, which would be very difficult were that the case. <laughs> that logical leap is sound. Yes, that would be challenging. That would be incredibly challenging. So his theory was that what you could do is take a little ring to which you have applied like some like mushed... I don't know, cantaloupe or whatever, <laughs> whatever you think they're, whatever you think they're allergic to, and you just put it on them somewhere, put it on their skin, and then feel their pulse. Easy. And again, he's the only one that could do this <laughs> radial artery food testing or raft. He's the only one who could do it. So good luck. But I think this is still practiced today by some who will just put a bunch of little rings on you and then feel your pulse and be like, no, no. Cheeseburgers. There's the <laughs> Cheeseburgers are your problem. Um, what is this used for today? Auriculotherapy is still practiced. A lot of times it overlaps with ear acupuncture, um, but it's also just practiced on its own, like burning the ear, cauterizing the ear, putting pressure on the ear, um, anything like that. Applying, I found some that apply like colored lights to the ear. Good. Good. It's like good. They, we don't work that way. <laughs> you can't, I can't shine some colorful lights on you and fix it. I mean, come on. <laughs> but there's a lot of different ways that people are practicing it as to what they say that it treats everything. I mean, it, any, your entire body is mapped on the ear. So anything in the body can be treated by the ear. Specifically, they'll talk about pain. It's very, it's very commonly advertised for pain. Um, it's a very commonly advertised alternative way to quit smoking. A lot of times they'll tell you they can help you quit smoking by doing this to you. Presumably your ears are in such discomfort that you just don't feel like it. <laughs> Afterwards, you're like, fine, okay. Oh. <laughs> Please quit burning my ear. Uh, the, they take the cigarette from you and just stick it in your ear. <laughs> there, you're cured. They do. Every time you light up. <laughs> It would work. I mean, it would work. It would work. Not for what you're saying, but it would work. You'll also find it advertised for things like uh, any kind of like stomach stuff, like diarrhea and constipation. It's a really commonly advertised thing for. And uh, any, kind, any sort of psychiatric problem, like depression, anxiety, anything like that. They'll be like, we got gotcha. you. No just, problem. Let me just poke the, your ear. I, I don't remember. I guess it would be the brain part. Did I fix your anxiety? I mean, for the moment. 
I'll just do the rest of the show like this. Perfect. Uh, it is very, oh. I'll, I'll squeeze your ear later when we're alone. Perfect. <laughs> 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 oh, yikes. Hugely disple displacing, hugely unpleasant. The, the one question that I really had is that I have seen a lot of people get the piercings in their ear, because this is where this comes from. If you've seen people get piercings specific places in their ear for migraines, this, this acupuncture of the ear and auriculotherapy and all this, this is all derived from that same kind of body of knowledge. And so I was reading about that, because I've seen people specifically get, this is the tragus right here, the little part of your ear that kind of covers, you can use it to kind of like cover your ear, or like the dath, which is like right up above it. You can get those pierced, and people say that it, it relieves migraine. Um, I looked into it, and it's like most of the things. I can find a lot of anecdotes for you. I can find some, like, case reports that have actually been published, like, in the medical literature. Here's a patient I had. I d they did this. Their migraines decreased in frequency by this much. But for the most part, even the doctors who will tell you it's worth trying, because there are doctors out there who say, look, I have no evidence for it. I'm not saying it works. But maybe so you can try it, because migraine's a terrible thing to have. If you have migraines, they're terrible. And even those doctors who say that actually recommend ear acupuncture over the piercing. Because what they say is, listen, if you're going to do this, the acupuncture works by the same principle, and you don't leave something there forever that could get infected. So, so even the piercings, really, even the doctors who say, like, do them, you should probably use the acupuncture. But that was it. As far as, like, practical applications, I mean, I like, I guess, maybe an ear massage would be good. You know, Maybe Sydney, not. I actually think I know of one thing that you can poke in the ear that'll always make the patient feel better. It's podcasting. <laughs> Thank you, Podcast Convention, for having us here to discuss this topic. Thank you for all your support over the years of Sawbones. We have a book. It's called The Sawbones Book, and you can find it. Wherever it took us a long sold. time to come up with that title. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, thank you to uh, Podcast Convention for having us here <laughs> as part of their podcast convention. Thank you for listening. Make sure you stick around. Thanks to the taxpayers for the use of our song, Medicines, as the intro and outro of our program. And most of all, of course, as always, thanks to you for listening. Uh, we will be with you again next week. So until then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't. Drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.